Welcome to Wrinkled, Not Dead. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Mike. We may be over 50, but we're here to prove we're still relevant. And we have lots of real-world advice on confronting the challenges, but having fun getting older. We're wrinkled. Not dead. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode number 40 of Wrinkled, Not Dead. I'm Mike Bell. And I'm Jen Bell. Kind of an enthusiastic opening there, wasn't it? Yeah, but ready? Oh, no. 40. Was, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Episode 40. Yeah, I never okay. thought we'd make it. No, I actually, know. I did. 40 weeks in a row. Yeah. A lot of we hang on like the flu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a barnacle on the side <laughs> of a boat. Arr. We don't give up. Arr, matey. Okay, wrinklednotdead.com. Everything about Wrinkled Not Dead is there. It's our blog. All of our episodes are found there. You can uh, comment on stuff. You can rate us, and please subscribe. And suggestions are always welcome. Or you can simply go to iTunes and search in podcasts as well. Easy peasy, fresh and lemon squeezy. We really appreciate it when you share and mm. rate, and because it allows us to bring this free material to you every mm. week. Mm-hmm. And a word of mouth is the best kind of advertising, Abs- hands down. Absolutely. Always has been, always, always will, be. will be. And we ought to know because we've been in advertising for most of our lives. We started out as actors and moved into our own business, com is our uh, web address for that. And we do radio and TV commercials and narration and all that good stuff. We do. So... That is why we're here, and that is why we decided to do this, because we needed to keep up with the times, and it's a new age, a new era, and one of the best ways to promote your business and to share ideas is through a podcast. That's absolutely right. Now, of course, I just messed you up because I was going to tell me something good, Jar. I've been looking at it. Well, first of all, let's finish this. So we do radio and TV advertising, so if anybody needs to get in contact with us and wants to do a TV ad or a radio ad or wants some help with podcasting... yeah. Or We've learned a lot about anything that. where it is to do with a microphone or writing <laughs> or speeches, yeah. anything like that, please contact us through michaelbellproductions.com or wrinklednotdead.com. Right. All in one. One big basket. Yeah. Thank Can I you. go do the jar now? Yeah. Because last week I forgot the jar. I know. I know. So I had this big bold letter here, tell about the jar, and then I blew it. Anyway. Uh, tell me something good is the uh, the jar of wonderfulness that happens whenever it does in your life. It may be a, a little tiny event. Maybe you made the perfect omelet today. I don't care. Something great that happened. Put a date on it. Put it in the jar. Next New Year's Eve, we're going to open our jar. The tell me something good jar and take a look at all the wonderful things that happened during the course of the year. You have to keep at it, though. I even forget yeah. to write the good stuff I put down. one in yesterday. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's filling up, but you have to kind of keep at it. Yeah, you kind of do. It's, it's important. All right. Rose, rose and thorn. thorn. I love Rose and Thorn. Well, our, my, I want to start with my rose, if oh, I may. You must do that. We um, had a great meeting yesterday mm-hmm. with the Skinny Confidential team. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're working on our blog, and we need much more help with our blog than we do our podcast. Yeah. Because we come from... Radio and TV, right, advertising. Right. So the podcast kind of came more natural. 
But the blog is a whole different beast, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, it is. Um, I think most people actually start off with a blog and then evolve into a podcast. And we've gone the reverse (laughs) of naturally. Of course. (laughs) Of course, the reverse. But thank God we have these young friends. I'm 65. If this is your first time listening, thank you very much. I'm 65 and Jen is 60. So, you know, we're plowing along trying to keep up with social media and kind of on the the tip of the iceberg here with podcasting, because even though there are a lot of podcasts out there, uh, a lot of uh, people of our generation don't really have a good grasp of it, right? No. Am I, is that fair enough? To exactly. Say? Uh, I have to say, because people say to us, well, it's too long or, you know, whatever. You can pause the podcast and yeah. go back to it. It's mm-hmm. simple. And if you go to our uh, wrinkelednotdead.com, our blog, there's all these ideas on when and where you can listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. But the blog is a whole new thing for us. Yeah. And so we're getting a lot of help from Lauren and Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick and Mimi mm-hmm. through the Skinny Confidential because they have this him and her podcast. Yeah. And they're an incredible team that have this their their blog, the Skinny Confidential is oh unbelievable. My God. Is it ever rich yeah. and full of stuff? But she had all these notes for us yesterday. It was actually scribbling away. You were working away at it. But there's the pile of stuff and comments that she had on it, it kind, of, kind of made me depressed for a minute there. Because I thought, God, have we gone this far and we don't know beans? Well, it's always a work in progress, yeah, as know, you know, I with know, any I business. Know. But we want it to be right, great right out the chute. We you know? do. So bear with us if you see yeah. things a little off kilter. We are learning along the way. But as we learn, we can pass the information on to you as well. That's right. Oh, I have a rose. Okay. Okay. So we've been kind of keeping it sub rosa, but you know, rose and thorns, sub rosa. Yeah, okay, you get it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jen uh, started on a diet like most a lot of people do in the month of January. I mean, look at the TV anytime you want or online and there's nothing but diet diet things and supplements and all this kind of stuff. But you started a diet and you're doing supremely well. You want to give a report? Yeah, I am. Um, let me go back first. Why? The first okay. really successful diet that I ever did was Lindora. Oh, yes. But Lindora is primarily and is actually in, in um, Orange County, Los Angeles area in California in the United States and just branching out into San Francisco. And I did very, very well. And the lady that helped me through it, her name is Deborah. She's the counselor. I could not have done it without you, Deborah. You are a shining light. And every time I look at a butterfly, I think of you. Anyways, um, I digress here a little bit, but I just wanted to shout out to my great friend. But they closed the Lindoras in um, San Diego County. Where we live. Where we live. And so this time around, after I I gained the weight back for three reasons, I um, had hip replacement, and then Mm -hmm. I had one surgery, and then a second surgery on my eye. So I wasn't able to exercise. I went on prednisone, which is a steroid. Thus, I gained the weight. So this time, with not having Lindora in San Diego County, I've gone to Metafast, which is also a a, a good diet as well. Very good. Mm-hmm. I need to go in and see a counselor to make me sort of keep on track. Some people do. Some people don't. Some people fact, don't. Right? And I must say you can do Lindora online. So if you're anywhere in the world, you can do Lindora online. And that is great. Metafast, I think you can do online. I'm sure you can. Yeah. The Jenny Craigs, all of these things you can do online. Yeah. But I physically need to go into an office and see a human being. Well, it's not uh, 
It's not so much even for moral support, is it? Because, I mean, I, I'm certainly behind you all the way. You and, are. And I, I help with the doing the cooking and all that kind of stuff. But And I have to say, this diet is great for that. I mean, suddenly uh, you come to dinner time when you're not doing the foods that they uh, suggest and recommend and package themselves. But I'm making something off of their menu selection, which is really good. And there's like this mountain of food. I can't believe how much you can actually eat. And you've been now, well, here's the ta-da moment. How have you done in how many days? Like 10, 12? 10 days. I was yeah. 100, um, on my scale, I was 148.5 and today I'm 143. It's not easy. I can't drink any wine when everybody else is enjoying it. Yeah, so I drink I the fizzy water with the lime or the diluted iced tea. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm hungry. I mean, yeah. that's all there is to it. But anyways, if you're doing a diet, because we talked about diet in our last podcast, yes, uh, episode 39, hang in there with me. It's not easy. But in the end, my motivation is I can't afford a new wardrobe and I got to fit in my old pants. Perfection. Thorn for the week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that one. Oh, oh, man. So yesterday the kids are over and we're doing all this stuff about the podcast and the, the blog and stuff. So we realize that we, we have outside um, interviews that we do. And one of them is in, in the show today. Lorelai Wyant is on Real People with Real Jobs coming up in just a couple of minutes. But um, sometimes we're, we're not able to physically get to the person to do the interview. So long story short, wanted to load Skype on there. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, you know, there's the usual, oh, no, Skype, this, that, whatever, try to load it on there. And there's some code in my machine that did this. Now we have to go off to the Apple store and try to fix that. There's there's endless stuff about doing podcasting. There's always something that you have to be addressing. Um, so we want to have a portable recorder. So I, I, I wrote uh, I wrote to my friend Larry McDonald up in Canada, who's the very best field audio recorder guy I've ever worked with in all the years, 50 years almost with doing this. Anyway, Larry McDonald said, you need a XYZ. And sure as heck, Michael Bostick had already bought one for, for use for them. So he really had done his research. But it's always that, you know, you're, you're pouring through stuff and researching stuff. And there's always something niggly that goes wrong with your machine. And it is a pain in the butt, but it must be done. Absolutely. No matter what endeavor, just keep at it. If you're uh, over 50 and you're kind of reinventing yourself, do not give up. Even though it kind of bugs you every now and again, there are great things ahead. Don't be afraid of podcasts or blogs. We can help you. Yeah, absolutely. You want to try something out? Get hold of us. We'll fix it for you. (laughs) I hope. Okay. So the feature today. Because of the diet, this oh, how cute we are. Wow. How cute are we? I know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it has no. nothing to do with no, eating. No, no. This is called, we're going to talk a little bit about the sandwich generation. No. What I wouldn't get to eat a sandwich right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Really, a <laughs> but carbs be that like as it may. Be that as it may. Um, the sandwich generation, and I'll read this so I make sure I give you the exact information. Yeah, because it's, it's uh, worth I did reading. some research. Yeah, I know. Traditional... Those, the traditional sandwich, when they talked about in the past, were those sandwiched between aging parents who need care Mm -hmm. and or help, financial help or whatever, and their own children. Okay, got it. The club sandwich, which is where <laughs> I can't help. we it's, this are. This is not funny, but this, it's so no, funny. Hang, yeah. The club sandwich. <laughs> are those in their 50s or 60s yeah. that are sandwiched between aging parents, right. adult children, adult children, and grandchildren. Oh, that, that one was So that's a real worst. squeeze, that yeah. That is tough. Okay, all right. 
or those in their 30s and 40s yeah. with young children, right. aging parents, and grandparents. So they as well are, excuse me, I just bopped the mic. Uh, th- those folks as well are what you'd call them the club sandwich, right? Correct. Because and it's three layers. Yeah, and the yeah. reason is because we're, we keep banging this yeah, microphone. I know. For heaven's Sorry. sake, we should know better. We're professionals. <laughs> um, the, the thing is that we're living longer. Yeah. So in g- generations before, our parents would be dead. We would probably be dead for heaven's sake. Yeah. When you, yeah. Think about it. A hundred years ago. Yeah. A guy sixty-five is old. 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 Yeah. So we have new challenges to face. Yeah. And one of them is finances. Yes. How do you support everybody? How does the money get spread around? My, my my point is, uh, I'm 65 years old. My parents have passed, but your mother is still with us. You're 60 years old. Well, you know, our our opportunities for earning money have dec- declined. It's, it's sure. a natural thing. Often this happens. But still, there's responsibility in taking care of an, a parent that's, no, your mom's almost 95. My mother will be 95. She was born 022222. <laughs> I, I know. It's kind of cool. I like saying I it. 022222. <laughs> but she's, um, we, we tried to take care of her um, in various situations at home and this, and then it got beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, so financially, that was tough and, and physically, and that was, you know, rough. And then it got to a point where she needed much more care that we couldn't give her, like bathing and that. It's difficult to pick up someone who's older and, and help bathe them. It, there, there's training in that. Yeah, I know. And so now that she's in a nursing home, uh, there's still things that need to be done. There's still finances. There's like a fund for your hair, nails. And I'm saying like podiatrists. I'm not talking about manicure, pedicures. Yeah. There's still a fund that you need to help out when someone's in a nursing home, even though in Canada, God bless them, a lot is covered through it their is. social medicine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where my mother is. But also calling every single day and making things sure things happen. Like, you know, her mattress wasn't comfortable, so I need to get figure out how to get her a new mattress, making sure they're giving her her eye drops because she has dry eye. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot of time. As you it, know, that's oh, at least an hour or oh, two yeah, of time. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, I can't tell you, uh, friends out there, how, how many people report the same story to us as they hear, you know, things we, we've gone a little, touched on a little bit of this stuff in earlier podcasts. And so it's like this huge club of people who are out there confronting the same issues, whether it's the club sandwich thing with the three layers, like you were saying, or or just more a little bit more simplified version. It's not easy. And no, it's very stressful. It is. And kids are growing up in a world where it's more difficult to maintain financial independence. Yeah. And since so like they 2008, say, yeah, right? they say the millennials are boomeranging back mm-hmm. to their family home because I, they can't afford it. They've got these high Student loans they have to pay off. True, true. And rents are really high. Rents are terrible. It's almost impossible to buy a house. To buy a house. Because you need like so much financial yeah. money down. So the world is really changing. Well, 
all that stuff, and I don't want to say much about 2008, but over the, let's just say over the last decade or so, things have definitely transitioned in, in the banking world and all that kind of stuff that has had an effect on people's lives, like the whole housing thing. You remember in the 80s, you could go and you know, know. To, you know just spit into the wind and you'd make money, it seemed, yeah. and the bank would be happy to help you out anytime you wanted. Oh, and they'd give you a house with like zero down or oh, yeah. 5% down. And, and, and oh, you're going to want an extended line of credit with that, too. So I would just sign that up. It was just like craziness. But now it's all changed. I mean, you go to a bank to get some money unless you actually have the money anyway. They don't want to loan it. So it trickles down into, you know, folks who are in the millennial era. And you're right. They're moving back in with the parents Mm -hmm. and because they just literally have no options. So it's it's tough. So the question is, how do you get around the guilt, the finances, the time? There's there's a few things that we looked at. Number one, they say, get all, everyone's finances out in the open. Oh, so these are tips. You've got solutions now. I do. Oh, my God. I do. Because okay. I didn't think there were going to be solutions. Oh, no, it's, no, it's no. There are. the perils of this. Oh, okay. There actually are. And at the end of this, I'll tell you where you can go and get even more information. Oh, okay. But, Good. Well, I'm But there were five that they said were really important when I did all my research. Number one, get the finances out in the open. Okay. Now, remember, we found out in Canada that my mom hadn't filed taxes for a couple of years. Several, yeah. And we had no idea, but she was older and she said that she had, and so we needed to get that in order. Yeah. And you'd be surprised, how much have you saved? How much have you not saved? Where are the credit card debt? Everybody needs to be honest about finances, and that's way back, your brother Ron, who's going to be on our podcast in a couple of weeks, said, don't be afraid of finances, don't be embarrassed about finances, be honest about finances. Ron's a financial guru, and uh, he's been very helpful to us through our, our trials and tribulations. But that he would appreciate this comment right out the chute and would go into an in-depth analysis of it. I think he's in his show, he's going to talk about uh, retirement. Yes, he's going to give you <laughs> Ron, guys some tips. you're going to be talking about retirement, Ron. <laughs> so get ready. So, okay, that's tip number one. Get it out in the open, all the financial do's, don'ts, didn't, forgot, Whatever. No embarrassment. Don't be afraid. Face it. it. Number two is understand whose money is whose. So how much money does everyone have? And even down to even if if your kids can only contribute, I don't know, 10 bucks, everybody should put in something. Oh, oh, oh. Now I see where you're going with this. I mean, so uh, it spreads the responsibility uh, to to the degree that everybody should be doing something, even if it's kind of sweat equity instead of money, maybe, or chores or something. Absolutely. Everybody needs to pitch in if they're going to work this out. And if you're spending your parents' money on their behalf, so for example, you're directing their money to to pay the taxes, or you're directing their money to buy the the walker, whatever yeah. you need new clothes. You you need to keep a running total of that, so they know where you're spending their money. Just don't pretend they don't exist, and you're using their money for them. I'm not saying you're using it for yourself, but yeah. keep. I would say let them know where it's going. Yeah, and keep a running tab on that. So there's no questions of. You know, you spent my money on a new blouse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it does happen. People's memories start to go wonky when they get older. And, you know, I 
I can think of a, a million stories of an old friend of ours who we used to visit all the time. When you know somebody you accuse somebody of stealing his ketchup. I know. Remember? Yeah. And you go, my God, how did that happen? But it's just you know little riffles in the brain when you get older. And and so you're right. Uh, document what's going on and remember whose money is being spent. And everybody will feel better about it in the end anyway. So take it on. Do it. And then you can say, okay, we're, you're spending this much. Okay, where are you, Johnny? You know, yeah. I know you're only 30, but yeah. come on, you can do something here. Yeah, you're you're living back at home. We expect this or chores or something like that. Okay, I got it. That's number two, then I love it. And then number three, they said, seek out the right professionals and organizations for help. Believe me, go online. There are many. They talk about getting a financial advisor, if you can afford it, and getting a social worker to help. I have to say... We had a social worker helping with my mom, yeah. and um, it, it made the world of difference. It did. She really helped move me in the right direction and make me feel not guilty about certain things, gave me the reality of what life was. I thought we could bring her back out to the United States, and we could take care of her, and she said, no, no, I was a nurse, and, and your mom needs 24-hour so nursing the care. The guilty part of Jen says, we'll do, let's bring her across the entire continent and we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. And then a professional steps in and takes that burden of guilt off your shoulders. Isn't that the most wonderful yeah. thing that social workers do? It's like a shoulder to cry on, but somebody who has specific knowledge on solutions. And when somebody, in a, well, you give her the authority, you do. The social worker has that responsibility and authority what a gift it is to the people receiving the help. Well, she takes the emotional aspect out and looks at the practical aspect of it yeah. and says, okay, give your head a shake. This is what needs to happen. Yeah. And also, I'm in the interesting position is that I have a brother who I've had to take care of. He's yeah. 63, and he has some, some problems, um, and, and my mom. And so I'm kind of sandwiched in taking care of my 63-year-old brother and my mom. Yeah, and he requires time every day, And too. he requires time, and, and he requires, he lives alone, and he has some, some you know, mental issues, and I have to make sure that yeah. he's okay, too. Right. So, you see, it's it's just amazing how this goes around and around. Oh, well, just before we leave that one, I, 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 do, I just made a mental note myself, uh, Red Cross were unbelievable yes. for a long time before the big decision came to move your mom into a place where there were professionals, into a nursing home or whatever you want to call it, assisted living. But uh, the Red Cross people were unbelievably responsive and wonderful doing in-home care. They were great. Yeah, they're an incredible organization. Yeah, Shout are. out to the Red Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll have people who criticize no matter what organization it is. But I tell you, in our experience, Red Cross was absolute great. And number four, yep. find good care for parents, grandparents, or kids. Uh -huh. And I kind of go back to that. You can go online, but get people who are accredited so you know that they are in good hands, bonded, licensed, uh, word of mouth. But also, like I said with my mom, you have to follow up on everything. If someone's taking care of your child or someone's taking care of you know, daycare or whatever, or someone's taking care of your elder um your brother or your elder mother, yeah, right. you have to follow up, follow up every single day. I know it's, again, it's time consumptive. That's what everybody says who confronts this stuff. So what is there time for, you know, I've, I've spread so thin because of all this stuff. And it, it's not easy. But if you find good care, then at least you have some uh -huh. peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I, yeah. well, I would say make time for yourself. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you do, it's never going to feel like you've done enough. Particularly for women. 
I'm just going to say that. The daughters, all I see it. Guys are a little bit more devil may care, shall we say, about things like this. But it seems to fall on fall on the daughters uh, who you know take care of the elderly patient or parents. A lot of the time. Yeah, it does. It it does. I mean, statistically, I bet you could analyze it and you'd find that was the case. Yeah, you need to take care of yourself. You know, like when you're in an airplane. They say you put your oxygen mask on yourself first, <laughs> and then your child. Only you would find that analogy. <laughs> what the heck? There you go. Well, okay. you know what? you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself so you can take care of everybody else. That's good. And that means recharging your batteries with right. walking in the, on the beach. Yeah, or lucky enough to have Exactly, or, or, or walking through the snow or whatever. And then thinking that, you know, I love my loved ones. Yeah. None of us are going to be around forever. And always remind yourself how lucky you are. Mm-hmm. You need to kind of look on the bright side that mm-hmm. this isn't going to la- the squeeze isn't going to last forever, but I need to find the beauty about it because even though I feel like it's tough, this is probably one of the most full moments of my life. Well, you certainly, certainly know that you're making a difference. You do. You're loved. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. needed. You're wanted. And it may be tough. Yeah. But, you know, those tough times sometimes are the best times. Now, you did all this uh, work, but you weren't alone in it. I think you want to give a shout-out to some folks that I uh, do. really had the, the information that you needed. If you need more information, you can go to sandwichgeneration.com, S-A-N-D-W-I-C-H-G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N.com. Just like it sounds. Start Sand- there, and they've got... Great articles, and they've got areas that you can go to to do more investigation. Okay. Well, well done. I, I, good I, luck. I know you, yeah, yeah. 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 Good Good luck. We're all in this together. And I guess that's part of the reason for Wrinkled Not Dead being a show that it is. So go ahead and light this one up because this is going to be fun. Well, tell me something good. Yeah. And this is Lorelei Wine and with real people, real jobs, And just wait till you hear what she says at the very end. Well, what's turning out to be a a ladies' section on real people with real jobs, I have a good friend of mine, Lorelai Wyant, with me. Lorelai, what's your real job? My real job is actually as a post-production manager at Digital Outpost. It's a full-service video production facility in Carlsbad, California. It sounds more complicated than anything I've heard so far. <laughs> what, what, what does that simple. entail? What do you mean? Um, well, we do a lot of training, and actually we're probably one of the last uh, full-service production facilities in the San Diego area. We get the... Uh, too close to L.A. bit, and now with media changing, everyone doing it online, yeah, like, like you are now, yeah, right, um, and it being cost effect, more cost effective to do it yourself. Um, we are struggling. I'll be quite honest. Mm-hmm. It's a whole changing environment for you. Yeah, because every single one of us carries a, you know, a, a device in our pockets called a phone um, that can produce a video. And everyone thinks they can do it and thinks it's easy. When really the trick is to be very organized. Yeah. And that's part of part of my responsibilities is to make sure that um, everything is scheduled properly. That we, when we do our estimates, we know how much time it's going to take. That's part of our expert knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in helping people to do training online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it used to be in DVD format, and we still sometimes distribute that way, but it's moving more and more online. And, you know, quality has gone away. Um, people are used to watching YouTube videos. Let's let's be frank about it. So they don't so seem to care as much about the, the no, way look? No, no. And then they're shocked at the amount of money it takes to do it professionally. Yeah. And so that's what we're up against. Um, hmm. You know, it... it, it it you get wins you get losses um you know we've had some people come and and do our our you know ask for a video and be shocked about things and then take it to Johnny who's just graduated and yeah, you know working and, out of the garage yeah and we can't compete with that huh when did you start to see this kind of evolution or change begin wow i you know, it was probably five to ten years ago where it was really where I really noticed it, but more like very recently um, when it's really shown that that people can do quality things, but you have to you still bottom bottom line yeah. have to figure out how to do it professionally, and you still want quality. I mean, people, you can notice a difference in well, quality. Uh, what occurs to me, that I'm, we're, we're, I know we're talking about the production end of everything, but it, people, somebody has to write this stuff still, <laughs> yeah, you know? True. It has to make sense, and true. it has to be interesting and compelling. Then why don't people just take it the extra cell, uh, step? Then, you know, now it's an interesting piece of written work. Shouldn't it be interesting and compelling to look at? Does it have to mm-hmm. be cheesy and cheap? No. Yeah, you would you would hope, and and maybe the pendulum will swing back. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, and and that's why we do government contracts. Oh yeah, really. And that and that is that is our bread and butter, and we stick with that. But as you know, those are shrinking as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, it becomes sort of an uphill battle. But luckily, we've got a few good clients that that remain regular, like our Navy client, which you. Yeah, we just worked you know, out together today. Yeah. Yeah, it's always wonderful work. Right. When did you get interested in doing production work? Oh, when, How old were you? Do you recall <laughs> that long ago? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're uh, friends. Already, yeah, right? yeah, so we're friends. Like, we're friends. Um, I, it was in the 80s, and I decided that I uh, wanted to work in a field that I was passionate about, and it turned out to be video. It was one of those, oh, this is work? You know, mm-hmm. one of those fun things. So, you know, it can be kind of rough and tumble, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And being a, a woman in production in the '80s was, you know, and we've known each other quite a long time. Yeah, so yeah. it 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 was a little rough. But um, I started out in L.A. I I went to school at Cal State Long Beach. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. yeah. And I worked on the MGM lot. Uh, wow. I was an intern. I mean, there, you know, I have a lot of stories, and I, I worked up there, but I grew up in the San Diego area, and it was a choice of, um, do you want a life, or do you want uh, a career? Because yeah. you can't have both in L.A., or at that time, at that time, I, I just couldn't do it. So I decided to come down here, and I got a job at KFMB stations, and thank God, and knock wood and all yeah. of that and and uh, it, you know I've been on my merry way in production I'm very lucky mm-hmm. very blessed you know if, uh, we have uh, listeners worldwide so to give you a comparison what Lorelai is saying is Los Angeles compared to uh, San Diego is kind of like uh, Toronto is to Saskatoon right and London is to Birmingham <laughs> Pretty you much. know so 
you know, there's a uh, things can be done in either city anywhere in right. those countries, but there is a whole different climate to living that, isn't there? Oh, very much so, very much so. I just didn't want to spend my life on the freeway, uh, ironically, because now San Diego's fairly crowded, but... It's uh, but it's, 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 yeah, but it's my <laughs> crowd, and it, and I choose to live in it, it live on it, and um, I do have a commute to and from work. But I listen to this little podcast called Wrinkle Not Dead. No, you so. shouldn't. <laughs> it's, it's poisoning your mind. I can tell already just from the questions and the answers. Yeah. That I no, actually, what I, I was implying about the rough and tumble is that a lot of stuff that you've done over the years is like outdoors in the elements. Oh, N- very no much. No kidding, so. sleeping bag and tent stuff. You'll notice that my title right now is yeah. post-production manager, <laughs> mean, meaning I sit at a desk yeah. at, at post-production, meaning after they're all done filming. Uh, yeah, this old body doesn't do well on the three-day shoots anymore. I've I've done it recently, and it just about kills me. So it, it that is for the youth, that is yeah. for the young. And I, you know, hats off to the the San Diego production puddle yeah. that's getting smaller by the day. But um, they're a very nice group of people, and we all work very well together, and we all do a very professional job. I, I you know. Yeah, I, you know what? I think I, I've met most of them. That mm-hmm. uh, uh, working your function, and to a person, they're all you're all complementary of each other's efforts. There's no if there's an, a business inside of this terrible cutthroat business <laughs> that uh, very cooperative. It's the people who are actually doing the production. They're so polite and so um, supportive of each other. Would well, that be yeah. is that correct? Yeah, I, well, you have to be. You really, really have to be supportive of each other, not only to survive. It is, like I said, it's a small puddle. So people who don't get along with other people or cause issues aren't going to last very long, you know. And it's because uh, even with a movie, it's a, you can tell on the screen if the crew got along or not, Mm -hmm. if, or or if the crew and cast got along or not. Really? Uh, you really, yeah, you really, really can. I mean, if if you're a, if you're sort of an insider or a film junkie, you hear smatterings of things that that work or don't work. And if if there was unrest on the set, that movie usually doesn't make it. And of course, there's there there are you know uh, uh, things that don't happen that way. There are movies yeah. that do well yeah. despite that. Right. But most of the time, is good, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of the time, mm-hmm. if uh, there's unrest on the set or dissension among the troops, uh, that movie does not do very well. And it's the same thing with the production. It shows on, it shows, it just shows. I find from the other side of the camera, for the most part, I'm a performer, and I always find that in any decent production, the level of politeness. Mm-hmm. And uh, respect between it doesn't matter what function, yeah. a grip, somebody's yeah. moving boards around, somebody's doing set construction, to the director, him or herself, is excruciatingly detailed. I mean, everybody really signs off on everything. Did mm-hmm. you hear that? I heard that. It's yeah. check. It's like a checklist that goes on among people who do production. Yeah, it's it's a matter of caring about the product that you're putting yeah. out. And, I, you know, I don't care if it's a training video for the Army or, uh, you know, something for the Navy or um, we also do um, peace officer standards and training Yeah. I, for the cops. You you care about the product. You don't want stuff to go out there that is incorrect. That's No one wants that. 
because ultimately your client's not going to like it. But really, you want to be proud of the the product yeah. that you put out. That's right. We just recently done uh, one for Peace Officer Standards and Training that I could actually share the uh, the link with you. You could put it on your blog if you'd like. Okay. Oh, yeah. Called Procedural Justice. That, um, well, in a nutshell, God, it was a brutal shoot. Talk about being very, very hard. And mm-hmm. I was on the shoot for this. Two overnights mm-hmm. that we shot down in at Lestat's, if I can give them a plug, Lestat's in North Park. Um, they let us shut them down because they're a 24-hour coffee house. But it's about a white officer pulling over a black driver. Oh, yeah, very contentious and, issue. And it's, it, it, the production value is beautiful on it, just beautiful. And the script is taking them out and having them have a conversation that's a dreamlike conversation and getting them talking and telling each other their thoughts. Oh. And opening up that conversation, I'm so proud of that product. I, you know, everyone who worked on it, like you said, we were all symbiotic in wanting to do a great job. And that's those are the kind of people that I will hire again and again. Yeah. Now, I have hired people who haven't worked out so well, yeah. but they last one shoot and done. That's the beauty of of hiring a bunch of freelancers, but. I end up having the same crew because I work with a bunch of nice people. There's mm-hmm. there's a, a very good production pool down here. I wish I could hire them all every single time, but, you know, yeah. reality, you can't do that. So let me ask you this. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, I'm, I'm a 55-year-old woman uh, who, like I said, production... Is it does kill me when I go out there, but I can do post production, um, and I don't know. the The honest answer is I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. I do want to do passionate things, uh, but I, you know, the parents are getting older, and there's the reality of of taking care of them. Um, there's the reality of of me getting older and wanting to enjoy life. My parents set a very high bar. They were able to enjoy their retirement, and I want to, too. Mm. I don't want to get, you know, too old to travel and, you know, do do the fun things. So the the short answer is I don't know. I hope to be, still be doing this. I hope I can, um, you know, both fiscally and physically. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's an ever, ever-changing thing. My mind is always open to other things. I hope I can still work in video. Mm-hmm. If not, uh, you know, I hope it's something media-related. Um, you know, I, I don't know. The future is very open right now, but, you know, I if you surround yourself with good people and do good works, something's going to happen. Lorelai Wyant, a real person <laughs> with a real job. Thanks so much. You're welcome, Mike. <laughs> I love Lorelai. I've known her for so long. We both worked with her on projects over the years. She's just a, an incredible individual. And, and always taking care of her family, too. Yeah, I Always know. looking out for everybody. Yeah, so. She's a caring individual, but I'll tell you, there's steel underneath that exterior, too. And there's this, well, tough lady. Goodness, she's tough, yeah. She's been around, and she knows, she knows the score. She's a great person. Thank you, Lorelai. Apropos of nothing. 
What is apropos of nothing? It's just something that I stumble on during the week. You are going to die when you okay, hear this. Let's okay, let's hear this. Okay. Hard to imagine that anything literally uh, hanging from utility poles across the Isle of Manhattan could be considered hidden. But, okay, this is, <laughs> this is going to get you. There's about 18 miles of translucent wire stretched around the skyline of Manhattan Island. It's called an Aruv. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. An Aruv. And now Jewish people in the audience will be going, oh, he knows about this. It's thanks to Jewish Sabbath, there's this 18-mile clear wire around Manhattan and a bunch of other cities in the the nation, too. On the Sabbath, observant Jewish people aren't allowed to do anything, nothing. I mean, you, you can't carry books, you can't carry groceries, not even your kids in public. It's considered work, and it's a day of rest, which I absolutely respect, don't you? Yes. So the Aruv encircles much of the Isle of Manhattan, acting as a symbolic boundary that turns the public places into a private space much like your own home. So inside your home, you can do all these things. You can do the cooking. You can carry the kid around. You can lift books. You can do all that kind of stuff. In public, no. So what do they do? <laughs> they, put a, they put this clear wire all around the island so that people could go outside and go about their daily business, even if it's on the Sabbath. Now, I know in their hearts, they're reducing everything they do anyway, but I think it's an absolutely amazing way to do what not, was necessary without worrying about breaking Jewish law. Isn't that something? You know, human beings are amazing. They find a way no matter what. <laughs> I know. I know. But can you imagine? So now people, if you're, if you're in New York City and listening, look up. <laughs> You'll Is that find ever it. Well, interesting? Th- in, uh, apparently, every Thursday, the rabbis in, in New York City, in, in the city on the island, take go around and take a look where the wire is to make sure it hasn't been broken by the Macy's Parade or something like that. And if necessary, repair it. Isn't that... An that unbelievable story. Oh my gosh! And now I, I want to go it. to New York and look for the wire. I, next time we're there, well, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to a synagogue and ask the rabbi, point it out to me, buddy. I want to see it, or ma'am. That'll be great. That's, so there's my apropos of nothing. I couldn't wait to tell you what this one this week. I, I love those. Yeah. So celebrate our Jewish friends. There you go. So time off. Yeah. Okay. You go ahead. What did you do this week okay, that was I'll, inexpensive and fun? Okay, that's the whole purpose beside, uh, about time off. We went, the storms that we had in Southern California led what, to us, I mean, people who out in the freezing snow and all that. But for us, we had a deluge of rain that uh, it was a miracle, too. I mean, it, it turned our drought into, uh, uh, well, it was a miracle. It ended the drought. But in like four days. <laughs> so this tremendous, tremendous rain. And we're all inside and we're all crying and whining about all the rain and all that. But and flooding. And there was some, you know, some damage done. But finally, the, the skies cleared. And we, that was it for us. We were going down to the beach. Well, the beach is a mess. All the storms, the storms brought in all the seaweed and the rocks and stuff. And it's all gnarly and crazy. And it was windy, but it was wonderful. I mean, they're the blast of cold air in your face, and we're walking along, and the beach is practically deserted because it's, you know, not tourist season. But it was wonderful. I felt like a million bucks. It was great. That was my time off. And you were with me, of course. Yeah, it's great. It goes back to, you know, treat yourself. Go outside. Yeah, go out. Get out there. It's free. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a... I read a book, and it's called The Gift by Louise Jensen. Okay. The Gift by Louise Jensen. And it's, it's kind of a fun, easy... Um, intrigue, 
murder mystery thing, it's really easy to read. If you're looking for something that's not going to tax your your mind and kind of put you to sleep at night, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean kind of just calm you down and mm-hmm. fun to go back and see what's going to happen. Read that. It's, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. And before we go to our quotes, I meant to say this off the top. What's up? Um, I want to thank Maxine in England. She, I went to school oh, with Maxine. You were gonna, I forgot you were going to do and this. And Maxine, you were the one that said, why don't you talk about the sandwich generation? Oh, she did? She did. I didn't realize it came from Absolutely, she did. Here, and we did. have known each other for 40 years. Really? We went to drama school together in England. Yeah. And Maxine, I should have said off the top, but this is dedicated to you when you listen to this podcast, because we wouldn't have thought about it, even though it's extremely important. Yeah. These ideas come from all over the world. So what does Maxine do? I can't, you know, so we stretch the show a little bit longer here. What does Maxine do with her time? Maxine has done many things with her life, but now that she's getting older, she decided the love that she really liked to do is sewing. And so she's teaching sewing. Really? Yeah, and it's it's amazing to young girls, very young girls and other people as well. She is the best person. She can make anything. She's incredible. Gee, that's great. And, and she's made it into a business? or She has. She's made it into a business. So Okay. Well, we'll, we'll give her a, on the blog somewhere. We'll find a, the appropriate information and give her a little pump on that one, too. Yeah. So thank right? you, Maxine. You're very, very, very thanked, Maxine. Okay. Quotes. Um, why don't you take the first one? Because I think I have a good one. Okay. Well, this one is for Lauren from the Skinny Confidential, because I remember the evenings that you were working on your blog when blogs were not even on the map yet. Yeah. First, they'll ask you why you're doing it. Later, they'll ask you, how did you do it? Oh, wow. Oh, isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Do it again. I like do it again. No, at first they'll ask you, why are you doing it? Yeah. Later they'll ask, how did you do it? Fantastic. They all want to know from yeah. Lauren how she built this empire. I I came across one. Uh, I know. My friend in Vancouver, Canada, longtime friend, I mean childhood friend, Esther McCulloch, um, posted this, and I reposted it and got like tremendous response. It's a Buddhist quote, and it's, You know great things are coming when everything seems to be going wrong. Old energy is clearing out for new energy to enter. Be patient. Isn't it just... Ah, oh, <laughs> thanks, Est. I mean, that was a great one. I, 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 every week we uh, do this for first-time listeners. This is the, the end of the show. We come go do a little quote, but again, this is one of my favorites. And thank you, uh, Facebook friends, for your response to this. And I owe it to Esther. So one more time, okay, for yeah, the here, movies. Here, here's for the movie. Okay, here's narration time. Hello. In a world, no, no, oh, that's <laughs> no. different. Okay. <laughs> You know great things are coming when everything seems to be going wrong. Old energy is clearing out for new energy to enter. Be patient. And remember, we weren't born yesterday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.